welcome to the first Intuition Student Forum podcast. On this episode, myself and Dave talk about the benefits of getting outside, whether socially, for a work meeting, or even studying. The benefits can really help your mental health and wider well-being. We recorded the session in front of a live Zoom audience, and if you'd like to join a future show, you can register. We've put a link in our show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the First Intuition Student Forum and Podcast. My name is Ben Bullman, and I'm joined again this evening by my good friend and colleague, David Malthouse. Good evening, Dave. Hi there, Ben. How's this week been for you? This week's been really, really good. Um, today has been the highlight of the week so far. As always, we're recording this on exactly a, Wednesday, I'm here. a Wednesday evening. The fact I've seen you always means Wednesday is one of my favourite days. But on top of that, I have been on the other side of a classroom today, which is something that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, big shout out to our tutor, Nick. If you're listening, Nick, um, well done. Not, not Nick that works for First Intuition, but for anyone that, that knows Nick, who's in our distance learning team. Not that Nick. This is an external trainer. He's been in today taking some of our, our tutor team for some additional tutor training, bit of updated CPD. And I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I find it really, really exhilarating being challenged, thinking of new things, new ways to do stuff. Um, Nick has planned, coordinated the sessions really, really well. And as somebody that spends most of my time on the other side of the classroom, I fully appreciate the work and effort that goes into a session, not just at the day of the session, but in the preparation, the planning, the setup. And he's done a phenomenal job. I've been with some colleagues and I've had a brilliant day. Sounds like sounds really, really good fun, Ben. Um, what kind of things were you learning? So we were learning um, a bit about learning styles. was able to reference the podcast where we did the one on the different learning styles. Um, we've been learning a bit around um, literacy and numeracy and language and ITC skills. And so I was able to share the verbs podcast that we did on a bit of an example of what we do in the world of literacy and encouraging students to really understand the requirements of exams, the difference between evaluating a scenario and critically appraising it, explaining something versus identifying it. So all of that went down really, really well. But we were given a chance to then do a bit of a presentation in the class. So I did mine on the powers of research and challenging students to actually go away and find out stuff for themselves, not just relying on a tutor to spoon feed them, but taking a bit of ownership for researching a topic and presenting it back. And I've started writing my first assignment. I've got to do some homework, guys. So for all of the students who I've taught over the years listening back to this, who I have set mocks or set a deadline for submission, I am now under the clock to get uh, an assignment completed myself and submitted. And I've started it. And I've got a lot of energy for it at the moment. What I now need to do is keep that energy going. And so I've got another level of appreciation for students that come out of a classroom session or an online session and they're buzzing. And then slowly the motivation and the energy dissipates and dissipates. So I'm challenging myself now to keep up the pace. And I've got to get my first submission in before the middle of April. So I've got a few weeks to, to get it turned around. Awesome. And so you must have a study plan put together then and you've allocated time in your busy diary to make sure that you get your work done between now and April. Not leave you till the last minute. I have got a study plan. 
I have got a study buddy. I partnered up with someone else on the course and we've offered to read each other's work and, and be a, a point of support. We've also set up a wider channel of communication with everybody on the course. So we were all on there sharing ideas today for a bit of camaraderie, a bit of shared ethos. Yeah, looking forward to it. And then I'm going to be receiving feedback, which is, again, an experience that I give feedback a lot in my job. But actually, I'm looking forward to be on the other side of the feedback and taking on board constructive feedback and developing my submission if I have to resubmit it again. Sounds awesome. Sounds really, really good. Um, I, I've, uh, actually, I'll tell you about my yesterday's experience um, a, a little bit later on because it does tie up with some of the things we're doing. But I, I have just found myself over the last week or two being out and about a lot more. Um, I think I mentioned last time I went to a conference for a couple of days, which is really good fun. I've got another conference coming up next week, again, an apprenticeship based conference. Um, and yeah, it's really nice getting out to see people, um, especially nice to to be able to kind of go out and see people and get home while it's still light. Um, and I know that we've got the clocks changing fairly soon, which is even nicer because we get that kind of much longer evening so we can get home and we can still do things outside when we get home. So it's kind of one of my favourite times of year when the, the, the you know winter starts to melt away uh, and we start to get kind of like a little bit warmer uh, and we get a lot more light and we get you know, just a bit more that we can do in the evenings when we get home from work. I love it. Yes. For, for listeners of the podcast, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, we're recording this the week of the spring equinox, which means officially on Monday we had equal amounts of daylight and non-daylight. So from here on in, we are based in the northern hemisphere. We are getting progressively more daylight hours every day for the next few months, which I love. Um, I agree with you, Dave. It's one of my favourite times of the year. I like getting out and about. We're going to talk about that this evening. It's the theme of the podcast. Um, we had a bit of a joke before we hit record this evening, didn't we? That at the moment I have to come into the corner of my living room when I'm recording these from home, just so I can get under a lamp for people that are with us live. I'll turn my camera around. Look, you can see the lamp in the corner of my room. Hopefully next week with an extra hour of daylight at the end of the day, I won't need the lamp on when we're recording. So quite a shift, uh, a, a chance to hopefully reset, hopefully to make some plans for the coming weeks and months and get outside and enjoy a bit of the outside environment. Excellent. And it's, it's kind of, we get extra minutes every day, don't we? It's like, it's kind of like by the, by the end of a week or so, you're kind of getting on for an extra half an hour's worth of daylight this time of year. It's, it's yeah, much, much nicer than, you know, in, in those November days when the wind, when they, the nights get short well, and the nights kind of come in earlier and earlier and earlier. So this topic for the podcast was suggested to us. Just a plug again, if you would like us to talk about anything in particular, if you're a listener of the podcast, if you're a regular joiner of the, the live sessions and you want me and Dave to talk about something specifically, please feel free to drop us a message, drop us an email. And as far as possible, we will accommodate that in a future show. When this one was suggested, I did a bit of research. I usually um, do some Googling on the train to and from college. And I found a brilliant article from Mind. Mind are a mental health charity. I know, Dave, you and your colleagues in Chelmsford have worked with them over the years. Um, I'm going to put a link to it in the, the, the show notes. So if you are a podcast listener, um, feel free to check it out. 
Um, I'm not going to refer to it directly this evening, but it gave me some inspiration. It gave me some ideas. It gave me some reassurance of the sorts of things that we could have talked about and that hopefully you can go and um, try out for yourselves if you are not already um, an advocate of the outdoor life and its benefits for your own well-being and mental health. So I've put the link for the live students in the chat box this evening. A great read. Um, hopefully no more than 10, 15 minutes, but a, a great thing to have if you've got a, an upcoming train journey or something to have a look at. And I'll make sure the guys who put the podcast up put a link to it in the show notes. So, Dave, you are uh, a big advocate of getting out and about. What sorts of things have you been doing recently or have you got coming up? Well, yesterday then I, I went to my... It, it was technically my first, but I've been to similar things. So it was my first networking event, um, which took place just just north of where I am in Essex. I was just um, outside Colchester. So on yesterday morning, the, the networking event started at 10 o'clock and it was at a nature reserve near a reservoir. So I, I, I had to drive for about 45 minutes to get out there. I parked up and walked into the visitor center where all of the other people that had signed up to the networking event um, were, were meeting. And we popped outside, looked over where you could go as a viewing gallery, where you could look over the, um, the reservoir. The first thing I saw is kind of on one side, there was a, a bird feeder where there was loads, loads of fur, and there were loads of little tiny birds that I, I couldn't make out to start with that were pecking away. And underneath there were two big pheasants that just kept like eating all the food as it fell down and then making loads of noise to scare off all the little birds. And I did realise after watching them for, for a couple of minutes that I really wasn't thinking about work um, and it just felt really nice and really peaceful. Um, and, and then we, as more people arrived, we had a cup of coffee, then we went off for a walk kind of around parts of the reservoir. And we went to a little bird hide where we could kind of watch over the water and see some of the birds there. There were a few people from the um, from the wildlife charity that were there. They were pointing out various different things that were happening in terms of projects that they had going on and different kind of elements of wildlife and the reason why they did stuff. Um, and, and it was about a two hour event. Um, and, and the two hours absolutely flew by. And the, the really thing that the thing that really struck me is that normally when I'm at a networking meeting and it's indoors, I will kind of like check my phone after half an hour just to see if anyone's emailed me. And if they have, I'll quickly pop off a message. And then half an hour later, I'll do exactly the same. I didn't check my phone at all over the two hours that I was there. And it was only when I got back to my car and I opened my phone and realised that I had 60 odd emails that I actually realised that work was going on. So just by taking something that would normally happen indoors, moving it outdoors into an environment where there aren't loads and loads of distractions meant that I had some really nice conversations, really meaningful conversations with other people that were there. Um, and also I just I felt completely uh, energised and refreshed and ready to kind of go back to work and crack on with the day. So it was a really, really lovely event. Um, I'm signed up to another one um, in a couple of months time, um, but uh, there is a group in Essex, if anyone is in Essex, there is a group that, that do these networking events once a month at various different, they're, they're all based around kind of nature reserves and kind of a, a, a charity that supports them, but really, really good fun. And um, just a lovely, lovely start to the week. The penny dropped when you mentioned it there. Before we came on air tonight, Dave said, oh, I've been networking this week. And I said, well, don't say anything about it now. Let's save it for our chat on the podcast. 
and I hadn't really twigged what it might have been. But then when you said it the second time just now, it actually dawned on me, we are combining walking with a networking event. This sounds like a Venn diagram in the making, Dave, of previous <laughs> episodes of the podcast, doesn't it? We've we've bigged up the benefits of increasing your network and the um, benefits of getting out there and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the health benefits of exercise and walking is a really good source of exercise. Tonight, we're talking about getting outside in the fresh air, in the sunlight or the rain, potentially. Um, I don't know what the, the bad weather policy is at networking events, but it sounds brilliant. Uh, well, it, it was forecast to rain. Fortunately, it didn't rain. So that I think that whatever the weather, the event takes place. I think there's just more of an emphasis of kind of being in some of those undercover areas or with an umbrella. Um, the only thing just to watch out for is make sure you wear good footwear, because if you're not wearing decent footwear and I wasn't wearing the best footwear, um, it does get muddy. I presume other sites are available, but while you were talking, I just did my my usual take to Google and I found a site www.networkinguk and on their events page, the next one to go is in Cambridge this Friday, but I think I'm going to have to go in and teach on Friday, so I don't think I'll make it. If not, that would have been brilliant, right up my street. Thank you for sharing, Dave, and, and I would encourage other people to go out and explore the opportunities around them for networking a first is this yep. going to be a new word in the English? every year they, they put in new words into the english dictionary don't they i wonder if if networking is now going to make it into the the oxford english dictionary mm. and it, having the, the 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 professionals there was really really nice because they they stopped at one point and said um can you hear the skylarks and it's kind of like when you actually stop and listen then yes i can hear them i didn't know there were skylarks uh, and it's kind of like, well, where's the noise actually coming from? And they say, yeah, it's they're up there. And I'm like, I can't see anything. And it, you have to like take a moment to actually focus. And you see this tiny speck in the sky. And that this tiny speck that seems miles away is making this massive amount of noise. It's really, really good. Saw a peregrine falcon as well, which is, is a you know one of my favourites on the basis that my son's favourite bit of trivia is he will ask people, what's the fastest animal in the world? And everyone says, oh, it's a cheetah. And he goes, no, it's a peregrine falcon. So that, that was a, a highlight as well. Brilliant. And, and something we mentioned in previous episodes talking about networking, if you're the sort of person that is slightly nervous about topics of conversation, this opens up a whole other dimension, doesn't it? That you've got an evolving world around you in real time that gives you a direct thing to talk to someone yep. or use as a a topic to introduce as you are are walking around brilliant and the the nice thing about walking and talking is that because you're not having to make eye contact the whole time which can be sometimes feel a little bit kind of intense whether it's someone that you haven't really met before you can actually have a much more relaxed conversation when you walk and it's it's actually something that I, I personally use um you know at work when if, if I want to have a conversation with someone, um, I will sometimes say, should we just go out for a walk? You know, we'll sometimes grab a cup of coffee or like a takeaway coffee or something like that and just go for a walk. And that is something I do with, you know, my colleague, that you know, um, Ben Shelley. It's sometimes I'll meet with her and say, well, you know, 
I want to catch up and find out what's going on. Let's just meet up somewhere and we'll go for a walk for an hour and we'll just have a conversation about how things are going and, you know, are, are there any issues and what we can do to improve and how we can get better. And it, it's, I find it really easy having those conversations when you are walking, whereas I feel it can sometimes feel a little bit false, a, a little bit intense when you're sitting face to face over a desk saying, oh, we've got this meeting scheduled now. Let's talk about what we need to do better next time. I think particularly in those one-to-one scenarios, a, a walking meeting, mm. I've done it with students, um, particularly students that are anxious. One of my roles at FI is a safeguarding lead. And on multiple occasions, I've said, instead of popping in for a meeting with me, would you rather we meet somewhere and go for a, a walk around or meet you outside your office on your lunch break and we'll go for a walk around the block? And it does relax people. I think it opens up conversations. As you say, it's not as intense. It's not as face-to-face. It's not a, a confined room. And, you, and you, you feel like you're being backed into a corner sometimes when you're in a room. This is an open space. There are other noises. There are other things to hopefully spark distraction. And I guess silence is also less awkward when you're outside mm-hmm. because there is a background noise and particularly in the role of a safeguarding need, sometimes you need to offer some silent space to encourage someone to come forward and, and say things. So, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant piece of, of advice there, Dave, and a, a chance for people to, to try it. Next time we've got a one-to-one meeting, a catch-up, maybe suggest, should we go for a walk around the block? Shall we um, put our coats on and go and experience outside? So we're both um, from Cambridge or around Cambridge originally, Cambridge, a renowned hub of education. And something I was reflecting on when I was thinking about this evening's topic was the fact in Cambridge, we see lots of people outside studying something close to my heart. I love to see people reading books or writing, making notes. Um, I can't wait. In a few weeks time, Parker's piece that, that the main green space just up the road from our first intuition office will be full of people sitting out at lunchtimes. They will either be talking with each other. They will be reading. Um, I've occasionally gone down there with my, my bag full of marking. If I've got some, some scripts that I need to get marked, if we've taken in some mocks or some questions, and I go and find a bench or sit on the grass if it's dry and do my marking outside. Have you got similar recollections of, of time in Cambridge? Well, my, my fav- one of my favourite places in Cambridge is um, the Botanical Gardens which I know that you know as it's very close to the first intuition office, but my first memory of, of ever going to the Botanical Gardens was when I was at sixth form and um, I went to, for those of you that know Cambridge, I went to Hills Road Sixth Form College and my biology teacher, Dr McCann, um, he, he took us out one day and, you know, it was, I think it was kind of an afternoon. It was quite nice, nice weather. So it'd be kind of like probably tail end of September in our first term. And we, we were learning about kind of organisation and kind of different um, kind of structures of organisation of plants and things like that. And he decided that we'd take us to the botanical gardens. So we walked down the road at lunchtime, we went to the botanical gardens and he showed us about kind of different algae and mosses and plants and stuff like that and how that fitted into the syllabus. Now, it, it was, you know, a more interesting lesson than, than most of my biology lessons um, because we were out there actually seeing things in real life. The only other times we ever saw things in real life tended to be when we were doing dissections, which were not as pleasant as being there. Um, but it, it, gave me the, it gave me the knowledge that this place actually existed. Um, before that, I hadn't really known that it had existed. 
Um, and if you've been, if anyone's been there, it's beautiful. Um, you've got loads and loads of kind of like almost like wooded areas. You've got loads of kind of manicured gardens. You've got the glass houses, which were absolutely fabulous. Um, and, it, and it became somewhere that I would go to. And it became somewhere that I would go to if I wanted to be alone. And I particularly like there the scented garden, which is really, really nice because you, you can walk around. You can touch most of the plants and the plants will release some kind of smell. Um, and there's a brilliant bench that you can go on, which I think is, uh, it, it's like a wooden bench, but instead of having wood slats, it's, it's built on a, a raised flower bed. And in that flower bed, you've got, I think, chamomile, and you can just sit on it, and the act of you sitting on it suddenly releases the smell that completely like shrouds you as you sit there. So it's really, really nice. Um, they have got like lovely grass spaces that you can sit, and you know, you can do things like just sit out there and study. It's a really, really nice place to be. And, and I would urge anyone in any town or any city there is going to be some kind of public garden okay whether it's as you know as kind of like as large as Cambridge's botanical gardens might not be but there's going to be some kind of community garden some kind of botanical garden some kind of kind of green space that you can go to and they are really precious places because you can be a heartbeat away from the bustling center of a city and you're in a, a green tranquil place where you can just sit there and immerse yourself in that environment and kind of get away from all of your normal everyday cares uh, and just spend a bit of time recharging. And I would encourage people to, to get out, get out about, go exploring. You might have this green space literally round the corner and you've, you've not discovered it yet. Something I love is getting lost, which sounds really daft, doesn't it? But actually my view of getting lost, as long as I'm not in danger, as long as I'm going to be late for something, which I appreciate is very stressful. But if, if that's not the case, all I'm really doing is just discovering somewhere I've not been before. And I found so many great places just by walking that little bit further than I have done before. I vividly remember when I was a student and some of my courses were based down in London. Mm -hmm. And I've not been to London very often in my life. And so on day one of the course, there for five day block, those students listening to this that come on block release courses will appreciate this. On day one of the block, we, we had lunch break and I probably walked 10 minutes down the road, found somewhere, bought some lunch and then walked 10 minutes back. The day after I walked that first 10 minute route a bit quicker because I knew roughly where I was heading. And I walked a further five minutes down the road and still then walked back. And by the last day of the course, I'd actually walked progressively further every day and every day and covered quite a bit of ground and discovered new places, new coffee shops. And I think it's a great way to get out and check out your surroundings. If you're new to an area, if there are parts of the, 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 the city that you don't know. Um, and I would imagine a lot of people are like that. They maybe know their direct way to the office and they know their direct way home, but they don't know what actually is directly around them when they're at work. Dave, you've, you've been checking out South End quite regularly recently, haven't you? Have you found any, yep. any brilliant places just by going for a little bit of an exploratory wander? I, I love doing that as well. I, I, I love exploring the area when it's something when I whenever I go on holiday to kind of a new town or a city, I just like spending the first day on foot just finding out the lay of the land, finding out where things are, discovering more about the place that I'm in. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. In Southend, I, I've been kind of like walking around Leon Sea, Westcliff-on-Sea, walking around Southend city centre. I, I would say that Lee and Westcliff-on-Sea are, are a little bit nicer to walk around than the centre of, uh, of Southend at the moment. But that's mainly because 
everything to do with the summer season and being at the beach is closed down. So you've got lots and lots of things that are closed down until they open up when they're, well, hopefully in the next couple of months as things get, things, the weather starts to get a bit nicer. But no, I, I agree. I, I Yeah, the, the, the art of getting lost, uh, or, or as I kind of think of it, it's vaguely knowing where I am and I think I can get back home it is, is something that I think more people should embrace. So something I particularly wanted to mention this evening, regular listeners will know because I've mentioned it a few times over the years on the podcast. Um, we've got a dog at home and I take Jarvis out pretty much every morning, which is great. Some mornings I, I look out the window and don't particularly relish it. But once I've got my boots on and my coat on, actually, it's always been a pleasurable experience. And I now really appreciate that space that break, particularly at the start of the day, I have done so much planning in my head, so much thinking it through. If I've got a meeting that day and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle it, how I'm going to play it, I really appreciate that half an hour, 40 minutes just to work things through in my head. I can vividly remember when we were expecting Ofsted to come in and inspect our, our college. I've kind of planned through some bits in my head, what I could say, examples. I was out this morning planning things I could say on the podcast. And I think it's a great way just to give yourself some space to get out and away from distractions, away from things at home and say, while I'm out, I've got this 30 minutes for my walk where I can think things through. Um, is that something you've been able to do over the years, Dave, actually kind of almost plan stuff mentally while you're outside walking, running? It's, it tends to be running for me and it, and it will be running first thing in the morning because I, I don't really like running at other times of day. So, yeah, I, I on Monday this week, I was up and uh, I was up at about five in the morning and I was running at about five thirty. And it, and it is a nice way to start the week because one, you feel kind of right, revived and ready to go when you come back. But also it does give you that time just to just to think about what's happening to plan your day to just I think sometimes just to come up with ideas um and I'm always in two minds when I run as to whether I should be listening to something on my headphones or whether I should be just alone with my thoughts and I, I do kind of flip between the two of them um you know I I I always kind of tend to think it's a really good opportunity to catch up on a podcast episode or to listen to some music but it's sometimes nice just to listen with nothing and yeah just be alone with your thoughts I had exactly the same thought this morning. This is going to switch off some of our listeners because I know a lot of people probably listening to this episode of the podcast are outside at the moment, walking, running, um, potentially even cycling. But when I was out walking this morning, I do normally take my headphones and put them in. I, I listen to BBC Radio 5 most mornings, plug for the, the Wake Up to Money show that's between yep. five and six in the morning. But I really like listening to that. And it's quite often relevant to something that I'll be teaching in the coming week that I can relate to. But I am also aware that you lose a bit of your um, involvement with the outside world when you've got your headphones on. And so this morning I deliberately took them off when I was in the field. I was throwing the ball for Jarvis and I had my headphones out and I was aware of the bird song. It's amazing in the mornings now, the bird song. Um, we sleep with our bedroom window open and I'm really more conscious in the last week that the birds are waking up that bit earlier. So I, I love waking up to hearing bird song. But I think it's a real great chance to engage your senses. Something I thought of this morning in the field with Jarvis was I could feel the wind on my face. 
I love the feeling of the sun beating down. And that's one of the things when I close my eyes and I go to a happy place. If I've done this exercise when you're with someone and they kind of say, close your eyes and think about something that makes you happy, makes you feel relaxed. I close my eyes. I can feel the, the warmth of the sun when I've been laying half asleep, dozing on a, on a sunbed on holiday or something. I like the smell. This time of year, I don't think you can beat the smell of freshly mown grass. Mm. I appreciate this as well. We'll now get people um, saying, oh, I get allergies and hay fever, but I love that smell. And it's a smell I've smelled a couple of times in the last week. It takes me straight back to being a kid. And I think there are elements of outside life that brings you back to potential memories from your, your childhood. Um, what's your experience of, of alivening your senses in the outside world, Dave? I think something you said there with um, smelling something and it reminding you of stuff. I think we've all had that. You know, we've we've all had um, situations where we've smelt something and it's reminded you of X. From you know, if if you could smell a curry right now, I imagine it would remind you of a night out that you had somewhere where you ended up in a curry house. Um, you know, I, I I still remember that there's that smell associated with like dry ice, like you know, and that reminds me of certain nightclubs that I went to that I probably don't want to remember, but I'll never forget because that kind of of that kind of smell. And you're absolutely right with the smell of things that happen outdoors, cut grass. Well, I, I think you know, for, for our generation, Ben, we spent so much time outside, probably kicking a football around throughout most of the summer that I think that that smell of freshly cut grass is something that always reminds us of that kind of time. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, engaging with those senses and allowing yourself to, to remember those times, you know, hopefully it's not triggering any, any awful memories, but I think for most of us, those kind of things are, are, are going to be rem reminding us of times where we probably did spend a bit more time outside and a bit more time, you know, in green spaces. Oh, I've just got someone, someone in the chat box has mentioned, I love the smell of cut grass, but just reminded me of that smell you get before a thunderstorm. That is an amazing smell, isn't it? The smell of, it's a combination of the the air, almost a smell of tarmac. Wow, that is, if you could bottle that smell, I would pay significant sums of my wages to, to kind of um, have that smell on demand. Although I suppose all these things lose their novelty too much of it and actually maybe it is a bit taken for granted i i don't know i think because that the, there's that whole thing with with thunderstorms where when you can feel that thunderstorms coming it's normally coming because there's there's been a build-up of, of of whatever it is that builds up in the atmosphere to cause it and you can feel that because it feels like and how many times have you said you know we could really do with a thunderstorm you know, we could really do with a good downpouring of rain. We, we would say that in the summer when it when it, we get that kind of almost oppressive feeling. And then you're right, there is the smell associated with the, the, the onset of the thunderstorm. I love the morning after you've had a thunderstorm at night when you go out and the, the, the air is suddenly fresh and clean and smells nice again. That is one of my favourite smells. It's the, the, yeah, the, the morning after a big thunderstorm. So that just reminds me of the U2 storm, a U2 song, Electrical Storm. And if you listen to the words of that song, it is very much that we need a storm. We need something to clear the air. It's quite exciting. It's quite dramatic, a bit scary. And I appreciate it can be quite dangerous if you're in a really severe storm. Um, yeah, fantastic. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, regular listeners will know, um, we bought a camper van back in lockdown. So I actually had my first um, night out in the van this last weekend. 
I went down to Isha in Surrey and camped out in, in a field, uh, uh, a VW festival show. I was on my own in the van this time. The family stayed at home. But I woke up and I don't think you can beat that waking up with the feeling of the outside world, whether you've slept with your window open or whether you were sleeping out in a, a van or a, a tent. And I just opened the door and just laid there for another hour with the, the door open um, and just taking in the outside world, kind of that the sun had come up, but you could you could feel the air changing. It's it's amazing that that feeling of, of waking up outside. My my daughter is um, signed up for the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme and she's got her first expedition coming up at Easter. So she'll be out sleeping under canvas. Is, is that something you, you've dabbled with over the years, Dave, getting out and about as a, an adventurer? Uh, to be fair, I haven't done a huge amount of camping. Um, I, I've done a little bit here and there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a seasoned expert. I do like getting outside, but I, I really like a good night's sleep. And uh, but sleeping on hard ground without a mattress is, yeah, something that doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean that I wake up in a good mood, shall we say. So um, I, 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 yeah, I'm more than happy to, to be outside. Um, you know, something that, that I've absolutely loved in the past, as I've spoken to you before, Ben, is um, I, I've loved it when I've been to Ibiza. And I like kind of being outside at kind of like the big outside clubs that they have there and then being out until kind of like five, six o'clock in the morning till the sun rises. But I like going to bed and sleeping in a proper bed. Um, so it's yeah, being outside at night is really nice. Seeing the sunrise is beautiful. But yeah, give me a mattress and a duvet. I'll leave the window open. That's fine. But yeah, I, I have to have a proper mattress to sleep on. The, 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 the window open is enough. And Actually, something else I was going to mention, um, I don't know if you've seen this in your classes, but increasingly I have seen students opening windows in the classroom. So we're very lucky at most of the FI centres we've got air conditioning. And I think we, we got a bit um, almost almost complacent with the ability to open a window and let some fresh air in and let the outside world kind of climatise us a bit. And increasingly I've had students asking, can we switch the air conditioning off? I think there are, are clearly environmental benefits for that, saving energy. I actually think it's it's potentially not conducive for a good learning environment, having the air just being recirculated. So opening the window, getting some fresh air. And I think maybe COVID is something that has influenced people's decisions there, where we were actively encouraged to have doors open, windows open mm -hmm. to ventilate a room. Yeah, I, I've seen that a lot with students and it's something that I do in class as well. Um, but I, I partly do it because I can open a window close to where I'm teaching and keep myself nice and cool. Um, whereas if I put the air conditioning on, everyone moans that the air conditioning is too cold and they're shivering and they need coats. So it, it's partly a little bit selfish to regulate my own temperature. So um, we're nearing the end of this evening. Um, I'm going to explore, well, not explore, but experience the outside. My eldest daughter's got a netball match this evening, so I'll be outside in the open air for an hour watching her play netball. Dave, I know you are heading off for another gym session. Have you done any gym exercise sessions outside or are they all inside? A, They're a all, all inside. So I'm off to an exercise class where someone is going to shout at me repeatedly for an hour and make me do horrible things that I don't want to do. But afterwards, I will feel amazing. But yeah, for the next hour, I'm going to feel absolutely horrid. It's something I've seen a bit of out and about. Um, I've never been a fan of gyms and I've, I've I've had a couple of gym memberships in my lifetime that haven't particularly been utilized and, and well used 
but I am aware of a few groups in the town I live that, that go outside to do circuits mm -hmm. and exercise classes. And so maybe that's going to be a challenge for me to go and um, find out one and go and join one and experience a bit of an, an outside exercise experience. I'm a, a big advocate of the park runs. So yep. I'm sure a lot of you will have heard of park run. A lot of you probably do park runs. Another great chance to get outside with people, um, particularly good for people that are feeling a bit isolated and lonely. Every park run experience I've had has been really positive from the aspect of people saying good morning, saying hello, pleased to meet you. Big shout out to Emma, if you're listening to this, one of our brilliant student support team in Cambridge. I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago. Um, she volunteers at our local park run, and I've probably ran past her three or four times before she started working at <laughs> FI and said hello. And then um, she's joined our team. So I, I was able to, to say hello to her while she was volunteering a couple of weeks ago as I ran around our local park on a Saturday morning. So there are lots of opportunities. I think the big message from this evening is go and try something, try something different, try something new, take advantage of the upcoming hopeful turn in the weather, the improvement to the conditions out there, meaning they are conducive with maybe taking your books outside for a bit, going sitting outside to the local park, going out for a walk. Anything you wanted to finish up with reflecting on tonight, Dave? Uh, ex exactly that. I think that wherever you are, there's going to be somewhere that you can get to. Um, and, you know, providing that you, know, you are able to get outside, there, there should be somewhere where you can be alone with your thoughts. I appreciate that, you know, there are certain places where you may feel unsafe. And I would always make sure that wherever you're going, you are safe and people know where you are. Um, you know, I'm thinking that there are, you know, some cities that I've been in where I've, not really felt that safe when I've drifted into certain areas. Um, I would seek out your um, your uh, your local kind of community garden or your um, local botanical gardens because they are they are really wonderful places if you can find them. And so most most towns and cities will have something like that. Um, but you know I, I know that there are people that don't particularly like the green leafy suburbs, and you know I've got friends that just love walking around cities and just love seeing the people and seeing the different buildings and seeing the stuff that's going on and loving the smells from restaurants as they waft out the door. So, you know, wherever you are, if you can find time to be outside, uh, I, I think it's a really, for me, it's a, almost a form of meditation that, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm alone with my thoughts. Um, or, or even if you're with another person, it's you can really focus on, you know, actually having meaningful conversations with them. Uh, so my networking event this week was great for having those kind of conversations that I would never have if I was standing in a, in a, a hotel function room with a cup of tea trying to make small talk. It was really, really nice to be able to have those, those kind of high quality conversations. So uh, I, I would advise people to, to, you know, as long as you're safe, you know, get out there, try and enjoy being outside and just take a time to to unwind and switch off and disconnect from everything else that's going on in the world. I've got one more mention for this evening's episode. Hello, Aaron, if you're listening, regular listeners will know our tutor Aaron in Cambridge, who's joined us a few times on the podcast. He was cycling home from work today. So he was on the same um, tutor course that I was. He was cycling home and, and Nick, our tutor said, oh, that sounds interesting, Aaron. Is it going to be a, a long bike ride? And Aaron dropped the bombshell that it was 26 miles. So you're probably not home yet, Aaron, if you are, are brilliant. If you listen to this on the podcast, um, 
well done well done mate you are an inspiration for getting outside um thank you as always to the regular downloaders the regular listeners um although we encourage you to take your earphones out and i would say at the end of the episode do that if you've been listening to us outside take them out and just spend five minutes listening to your surroundings and getting closer to nature but please don't use that as an excuse to stop downloading the podcast and listening to us going back over the previous episodes that i know a few people are doing at the moment so um go back and check out previous episodes of the podcast as well thank you as always to our live studio audience of um students tonight always great to have your support have your thoughts in the chat box which we, we reflect on we refer to as much as we possibly can do if you haven't joined one of the live sessions we do always put the link to register for them in the show notes um, me and Dave have got a meeting coming up where we're going to be talking about future ideas for episodes. So as I said at the start of this evening, tonight's episode was suggested to us. If you've got an idea for another show, a topic of conversation you would like me and Dave to engage in, please, please, please let us know and we will do our best to include those in a future show. That's all I was going to say. Dave, any final words before we sign off for tonight's episode? No, just get out there try and experience the the outside thanks for thanks again as always for downloading and yet we'll both see you next week on the fi podcast bye